Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com/toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Welcome back to The Art of Charm podcast, the show that's more than just about getting the girl, but putting a little strawberry sauce on your personal growth Sunday. I'm Jordan Harbinger, live from The Art of Charm headquarters on Hollywood Boulevard, where all the magic happens at AOC boot camps and training courses. It's the beginning of another week-long program. We've got an international crowd, and the guys are out tearing it up with our coaches here in Hollywood. Today, we've got a good friend of mine, Susan Winter. She is an awesome relationship expert, and we're really gonna enjoy what she has to say today that much, I promise you. Now, men are apt to say that women are crazy, and while some women are truly off kilter, many of the reactions men experience in women's emotions have a valid underlying reason. So in this show, we're gonna talk about what's truly crazy, how you can tell if the girl you're dating is a head trip or just expressing her emotions, and how much of that is your responsibility and caused by your actions? And then, of course, what situations are you being made wrong for that have no validity at all? So we're going to talk about why women get crazy in the first place, what's justifiably crazy, which is a reaction equal to the offense, and what's very crazy, as in she's just straight up nuts and you need to run for the hills. We're also going to talk about how you can know what's your fault and what's her responsibility tips on how to fend off crisis mode, and then, of course, some tips on how to use humor to deflect anger. So this is a pretty damn good app for those of you guys who are in relationships or ever plan on being in one and how to manage that. So it is inevitable. So just get it under your belt now. Enjoy. You said your quote here is great, and I usually don't start with a quote, but I love it. You say, I won't be less just because you can't be more. And that's really good. It just nails it. You've said this to many guys you've been dating. Just explain this, what this means, because I think a lot of guys are going to go, oh, yeah, that's me. Um, I did six years of dating players, the worst guys in the world. And 
Jordan, I did this because I'd had long-term committed relationships and I didn't have a thing to tell my friends. They were all crying. They were getting knocked off the horse. They were in the revolving door of guys that were sleeping with them, falling by the wayside, new guys coming in. I couldn't tell them anything. So I put myself in the same position they were in. So I remember meeting these guys and I would just have an intro speech when the guy met me. And I'd tell him what I'm about, what I plan on doing, and how I am. Give him a clear heads up. Now's your time to go. You're not getting any false information. I'm not positioning myself in a weird way. But I'm very clear that no matter what I do, whether it's a short-term relationship, it's a fun relationship, it's going to be a relationship. I don't do small. I don't do inconsequential. I don't do meaningless. I can't. I can't. I'm not that hookup girl. You can't test drive me just for fun. That's not my thing. However, we're going to come together. I'm going to come in from the highest point that I know. Now, we can only do what we both are wanting to do together, and we can only do what we're both able to do together. But what I tell them is my intention is to experience love. My intention is to create closeness and a great time. So I'm coming in with a very high intention. You don't have to mirror that. Be great if you did. But what I hated about dating guys was that, I mean, I want to feel everything. And I don't want them to edit me and say, oh, no, 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 you don't, oh, you're getting like this or you're getting like that. I mean, that's not their business. They're so afraid I'm going to get crazy and slash their tires or something because I feel. And I try and explain, no, my feelings are my responsibility, but don't edit me. The fun of being with a man for me is I have to feel connected to him. I have to want him. I don't want to sleep with a guy that it doesn't do something to me that I'm not excited about. That's just, that's monotonous. So I'm coming in to really put the pedal to the metal. I'm, I'm less concerned about the end result. I'm more concerned about being in the moment and being there and creating something really wonderful. That's what I really want to do. So I won't lower my standards according to what they cannot do. I definitely can understand that. And it's tough because I think we sort of have to struggle to meet our women where they are in terms of the emotional connection. And a lot of times I think women do feel some pressure to sort of tone that down. But actually, it's kind of the essence of femininity in a way. So it's a shame to put a muzzle on it. It is. And I think guys do this because it's been their experience that as a woman begins to feel attached, then the crazy starts. So they've got a history of the more they sleep with her, the more they see her, the greater her expectations. Now she's going to get funny. She's going to get weird. She's going to get reactive. So they're trying to minimize that. So I have that conversation about their greatest fear to begin with. Like, I'm not overly reactive. I want to do something meaningful here. For God's sake, don't edit me because you're uncomfortable watching me have feelings. And, and um, you know, I'm not the crazy girl. I will not be that. But just let me feel what I'm feeling here and let me let me care for you. Let me feel for you. Men are so apt to say that women are crazy. And of course, some women are actually crazy. But a lot of the reactions that men experience in women's emotions, and you and I sort of mentioned this before the show, they have a valid underlying reason. So what I want to do on this show is sort of discuss when what is truly crazy and how can you tell if the girl you're dating is is crazy or just expressing emotions maybe in a stronger way than you're used to? 
and and also of course how much of that is caused by us how much of it is our responsibility and in what situations are we just off i see a lot of guys who come through the art of charm who maybe are married or been in relationships and they're just taking it left and right and i'm like why are you with this crazy person and it sort of depends on how they were raised and what input or how convincing she is that it is his fault and then there's other guys who say, you know what, that girl, she's just crazy. And then you hear both sides of the story and you go, no, she's totally normal. You're just entitled or spoiled or don't know how to manage a relationship. And there's this sort of spectrum. And it's a shame because you get guys in great relationships throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And then you get guys dating true psychos who think, if I just put a little more of myself into this, everything will be fine. Yeah, it's like a reverse bell curve. You know, you do have very crazy and you have women expressing their emotions. And then to match that, you've got the two kinds of guys that you expressed. One who's taking all of the responsibility for the woman's reactivity. She's making him bad and wrong for everything in her life. And he's just taking the hits on the far end of the spectrum. You have the other guy who's taking absolutely no responsibility whatsoever and putting up walls and making it all that anything she says is her being crazy. So fortunately, <laughs> we do have resources such as you to teach men how to be high-value men in right order and to understand the difference because we don't have great role models. You know, we have to start with the fact that women are integrated emotionally and we're much more emotionally aware of what we're feeling than guys are. You've been taught throughout your lives not to feel. So what happens when a man hears a woman going through emotion or when he sees her cry, what technically happens in the man is that he floods. And that's a psychological term for it. He, it just blows his circuits. Because he's just stepped into the deep water and he doesn't know where he is. This is just scary terrain. So the way to tell if a woman is expressing an emotion or truly crazy is the level, the conflict, or the stated issue. The response has to be in accordance to the issue. So if the waiter served her green beans and two were off the plate... That should not be that the waiter is reprimanded by this girl. That's considered not in right proportion to the offense, correct? Sure, yeah, of course. But if you sleep with her sister or her best friend and she goes crazy, that's kind of equal to the offense. Sure, and I think most guys probably would get that. So it comes down to sort of the nuances. But I want to back up the truck just a little bit. Why do women get crazy in the first place? Oh, wow. Okay, Get a, get a cup of coffee, everybody. <laughs> I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Some of what feels to men as crazy is emotion that has been, it's what I call the slow burn and then the explosion. Okay, let's say you're a millennial girl and your manner of dating means you're sleeping with men right away and you're in the loop. You've just put your chips, your sexuality in the game and you know he's seeing other people. You know he's texting other people. You know he's still online. You're biting your lip to not say anything. And it's kind of like the slow fire that keeps burning. And then one day after two or three months, you finally just explode over like he put his shoes in the wrong place. Right. Yeah. Cap off the toothpaste, you get stabbed. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what happens. A lot of times women have an explosive reaction because they've been holding something in for a long time. So the dynamic with which we have in modern dating as of today kind of activates that, Jordan, in women. It really does. For a woman to take that walk, I don't know how she can keep her sanity. 
I mean, I had to do it, but I had a lot of really honest dialogue. And it takes years. This is an older woman's game. It's not a young girl's game. So what happens is with sexuality happening right away and most women wanting a relationship to validate them and make them feel appreciated, they've got to go through that transit of sleeping with you. And they are dying to say to you, hey, I just want it to be us. I want to be exclusive. But they're afraid to say that to the man. And the man has so many options. He could just kick them off the cart because, hey, you're bothering me. I'm sleeping with five other people that aren't questioning me. So these gals are really already tensely wound to begin with. And they're just about ready to pop at any time just because of the nature of the the life they're living. That's one kind of crazy. You've got to kind of watch the girl's reactions in day-to-day life and see how reactive she is to anything that happens. If you're standing in line at a movie and somebody bumps her, does she really go off or does she just, oh, yeah, no, it's okay? Because the way you can tell a woman's mental health is that the level of reactivity, the less the reactivity, the greater the mental health, meaning the more we take everything personally. Okay, so let's say she has a conversation. I can't believe my coworker and she's always doing this to me. And then that one betrayed me. And she said this, if the girl is always talking about conflict, that means she's got the energy of conflict around her and she's seeing that. You don't want to be with a woman like that. Right. That means that something about that is attractive to her. Familiar too. Her comfort zone is drama, which means that if you're hanging out and everything's going really well, she's subconsciously or might be not subconsciously looking for something to get angry at or screw up because that's probably how she was raised in some crazy dramatic household. Yeah, and it's also an indicator of really low self-esteem. Yes. People do bad things, whether you're good or you're bad. I made a decision years ago, a lot like the comment, the quote that I gave you. I'm not going to change my behavior to come down to other people's lesser behavior. I will still hold open a door. And if a woman walks through and puts her nose in the air like, oh, I'm all that, well, that's her issue, not mine. I'm still going to be polite. I'm still going to be a lady. I'm still going to be who I am and handle everything the best way possible. So the reactivity means that your ego is very fragile. The beginning signs of a girl that could be a crazy girl for you is if she's highly reactive to any little thing that happens. Because that's a direct sort of barometer of her level of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it might be in small day-to-day things like she spills her Coke after you've gone to the McDonald's and she gets all upset. Listen to the words she says. She goes, oh, stupid. That's herself beating herself up. Right. She goes, oh, you're such a ditz. Or, or you made me do that. You pulled away the car too fast. Why didn't you do that? That is an indicator. You know, we always reveal ourselves in the most minute ways that people don't pay attention to. We're always having tells on what we really are. But guys in the glow of new sex and new girlfriend and all that, they we all get blinded to it. I get blinded to guys and their behavior. It's that natural thing. You know, we see the best in them. But those are the indicators that when something seems off, those are leading you down a road saying, I'm not so sure that this gal has a level of mental health that's going to make me happy in this relationship with her. That's really interesting because I think a lot of guys go, yeah, she's got a little spice, but you know, I like that. As we've said before in a million other places as well, it's just a matter of time till it gets turned around on you. Yeah, and sometimes spice in speaking up for yourself or standing up for what you believe, that's in right order. Spice as far as if you're snapping back at other people, only matter time till she tries that with him. I guess how do we know what, we talked about this a little bit before, you know, the shades between the beans off the plate and the reaction equal to the offense of you sleeping with her sister or best friend. 
how do we sort of know what is our fault slash what is her level of responsibility? I mean, especially because that judgment is going to be tainted by how we feel about ourselves. I know. And I know. our upbringing. What if our mom's nuts? You know, for the record, my mom's not nuts, but a lot of guys have <laughs> nutty moms, right? Or nutty ex-girlfriends that calibrated the machine. I know. I'm going to start by saying I still think that most of your guys and most men automatically defer to the woman is right because yes. she's a woman and she knows more about relationships. So here, this is in conflict with a guy being an alpha male in right order. If he comes initially to the relationship believing because she's a woman, she's therefore smarter, he's kind of already chopped off his own intuition for what's right and what's wrong. That's a dangerous thing. And point number two, women will try to convince you that they're right all the time sure. in every relationship. And another time, something that is not correct that I see a lot of women do, we like to play armchair psychologist. We don't have a degree, but we're going to tell you everything that's wrong with you and why you're not doing this and why you're not doing that and micromanage you. When a woman starts doing that, she's controlling, she's micromanaging, and you've got to really cut her off at the pass. You can't let it go on longer trying to play nice and think, well, if I speak up, then she'll discard me. Actually, when you speak up and kind of hold your hand up and slap her back a bit, she's going to have even more respect for you and you will be more desirable to her. And we're talking about metaphorical slapping back just for yes, the record. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> I know because I've made all the classic mistakes given the level of my understanding. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. 
We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get back to the show. When I knew I had more psychological, therapeutic background, I would oftentimes apply that to a guy. And I thought, God, what a pain. I mean, if I had to date me, I wouldn't want to go through that. And so the, the next boyfriend, I didn't say a thing about his behavior. I watched it. I knew everything that he did. I saw every game, every trick. I didn't call him on it. I was a little out of balance. The pendulum had swung the other way. And I thought, I'm only going to take care of myself. And it's not about him. Uh, so... Don't assume that she's correct all the time. You'll know that you're in a situation where the woman is either crazy or controlling if you feel that you're always walking on eggshells. You should never have to do that in a relationship. Oh, I know she's in a bad mood and I better not do this or I don't dare say that because of this. That is an unstable person. That means that they're getting all of their feelings about themselves from outer events. And that's not how real health works. Real health is that you're solid inside yourself. Life has its stuff, but you're fairly normal in your reaction to it. If you're ever feeling like you're walking on eggshells, it's not your job to edit your life to the point that she's happy. And a lot of gals try and make guys do that. Instead of dealing with their own issues, their own insecurities, they put it all on the guy. Yes, that's so true. Jealousy. I don't mean like, yeah, that girl's hot. I mean just saying, yeah, I had lunch with my friend and her girlfriend or something like that or these three girls from work. And it's just like it's a whole thing that ruins the weekend. Unfortunately, people start to pair and get together and create their roles with each other long before they've ever had a discussion as to what roles they want to be playing. People just naturally think, okay, you're having sex, you're having a good time, you get together, and then you just weather the storm. I really believe in preparation work. I do a lot of discussion about relationships, how I see them my role, what I want to do, what I want. I do a lot of that to begin with because I don't want to have to deal with it later. And I kind of feel like if a guy's willing to listen to me, go through all this nonsense, he's kind of worth it. Yeah. So you have like a boyfriend bill of rights. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I spend a lot of time crafting what I'm looking for. And believe me, any guy that wants to hit and run, they do not have time to hear this. So I figure if a guy's standing around listening to me long enough, he might be actually worth it. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm all about you getting out as soon as possible. I give you so many chances when I tell you I'm like this and I do this and I do that and then I prefer this. I give you so many of the things up front. I don't want to be playing nice and then eight months later come out of my bag and be something you didn't want. I want to really tell them everything I know about myself 
and and see if that's something they're signed up for. You're kind of like the Zappos of dating where they like pay you $2,000 after your training to quit. Uh, at least they used to do this. They would offer you $2,000 to quit and go somewhere else. And they knew that if people were just in it for money or they didn't really like it and they were just like, eh, I guess I'll do this until I find something else, they would offer you a check. I think it was two or 5000 bucks, and you could take it and just leave. Better to get rid of them now. It's actually yeah. cheaper and they don't poison our culture and they just get out, you know? And so they would offer that. You're kind of doing that same thing. Like, all right, you have so many chances to leave, take it. It's the easy road. And if the guy's like, no, I really like you, then you got a winner. But if the guy's like, oh my God, more of this, then you know he's not going to be a fit anyway. The reason our discussion is a little bit trickier is the time period that we live in. 20, 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, the rules were set. We knew what was required. Boyfriend does this, girlfriend does this, husband does this, wife does this. So we're in this beautiful time period where we all the rules are gone and we get the beauty of it is we get to create what really works for us. But at the same time, this discussion as to what is crazy and how to determine that is a little more difficult because of the initial setup. Everybody's getting together sexually initially, first date, second date, and now they're already in it. So what's happening is they're having those heightened emotions and there's kind of a no talk rule. So girls have learned, millennial girls have learned, here's the code for millennial girls if you're dating one. Hang on for three months, just white knuckle it, and then at some point have the courage to say, so, hey, you know, just wondered, um, you know, it's like, where do you see this going? And do you, do you want to be exclusive in the future? And that, that's the day that they put off, but the day that they can't wait to have that discussion. It's gotten very tricky because women are holding back from expressing themselves, which creates that slow burn and then that unexpected explosion because women have been taught, hey, be cool, be chill. It's all good. You like sex too. Yeah, we're all having a good time. But inside a woman, we're not built like that. We're integrated. So you can't just take us to bed and not have our emotions affected. So this is why everybody's having a hard time. Of course, because the rules are in flux. Going back to the craziness, how do we fend off crisis mode? I mean, whether it's justified or not justified, that's up to us to make an individual determination, of course. How do we fend off crisis mode? I mean, what what happens when she does get super emotional? How do we react? How do we handle it? Well, here's what I'd suggest. Being a female, there are two parts to this. One is really handling well this explosion and the conflict. Part two is at a separate time later determining whether you want to continue it or not. So let's deal with handling the crisis. So women, when they have an emotion, it's all been built up. And when it explodes outward, it's kind of like a balloon that's got to have all the air come out. You just have to stand there and listen and not say a thing. Don't react. Don't start to fight. And worst thing is don't justify. Don't say you're sorry. You've got to let her get all that poison out of herself until she's completely exhausted. She's had her say. And then there's no more fight left in her. If you catch somebody and they're in an explosive mood and you start to talk back to them or raise your voice, you're going to aggravate it. It's like adding fuel to the fire. So what you do is let them completely exhaust themselves. It could take her five minutes and then she stops or maybe she picks up steam again, keeps going and you stay quiet and you look at her. And because you've maintained your cool, you're going to make her feel really crazy. Now she looks like a moron because you're not adding to it. So now she is suddenly aware of, oh, my God, I've just freaked out and he's not freaking out. Now you've got her in the position you want her. 
and you slowly say to her, the most important thing you can say to any crazy person is, um, okay, I heard what you said. It bothered you when I did this. It bothered you when that happened. I see what you're saying. Then you think about whether that's true and valid or not. Okay, so we make that determination about validity. A lot of guys make the mistake of getting really upset and going in the other direction. Well, men like to run. Most guys will walk away or they'll start screaming back. Or if they're more of a passive mode, they'll start going, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And you can't let her bully you like that. You know, she's not saying it very well. You know, the point is that we'd like to train our women (laughs) not to have to explode, but to be able to say to us in a calm tone, it really hurt my feelings when you did this and that. You know, when you didn't introduce me as your girlfriend, but I'm your girlfriend and you introduced me as your friend, I mean, I felt like somebody you were just sleeping with. Or when you spent 45 minutes talking to that girl and telling me how beautiful she looked, I felt like shit. That's not nice. How would you feel if I did it? The, The point is you may have to retrain a woman to be rational with you when all she's learned is to be irrational from other guys before you, which is unfortunate. There's a lot of bad programming in there as well. Oh, yeah. How how do we sort of maybe use humor to deflect anger or should we not do that? I think, well, if you have a good sense of humor, you can. You've got to be naturally having a good sense of humor. You can't pull this out if you don't have it. I'm going to tell you a story. When I first built my home, I spent a fortune on it. I mean, it was sick. I was writing checks. My decorator bought a home in cash from her cut underneath the head decorator. Okay. So I went ballistic. And one thing I did was buy this really expensive comforter. The feathers from the geese were from Wisconsin and the fabric was from here and the trim was from France. Then it needed to be cleaned. So the decorator puts it in her car. You couldn't even see her face. She was like in this cocoon of, of comforter. My boyfriend picks it up. He holds it up to me and it's on a hanger and it looks like a towel. Okay. So the guy had washed it. Oh, ruined. So we're talking a thousand. I thought it was a lot of money. It was like $9,000 for a comforter. That was a lot of money. That's okay. Insane, yeah. I know it's insane. I was insane. The bedroom was on the main floor, but it was going to be my house forever. And I had a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm going, he's never seen me go off and he's a cool passive guy. And I'm just, I am going off and he's freaked out because he's never seen this. And I go on and on and on. He's trying to interject and he finally learns interjecting doesn't work. So he lets me get the steam out. And then when I'm finally expired with all of the venom and anger and why me and it couldn't he turns to me and he says I guess a BJ's out of the question for tonight <laughs> <laughs> and it so took me aback that I started laughing because it was just it came out of nowhere and it rebooted my computer because it was funny and I started laughing and we both started laughing and then he hugged me and said, honey, it's okay. It's just a thing and we'll figure out something and maybe you'll sue the dry cleaners or, you know, but he did something that was inherent to him. He had a good sense of humor and so he deflected it. Brilliant. Actually. Yeah. Isn't that great? So maybe you want to try that. But you got to remember, the trick to a woman is you can't stop her. She's like a locomotive. She's got to let all that poison out. And then she becomes quiet. It's all gone. All the pus is gone. It's come out. Then she can hear you. You listen, don't defend, don't rationalize, don't try to fix it. I used to do this a lot. Girlfriend be going crazy and I would say, well, you know, we could always do this and she would just get even more angry. And I'm like, what? These are legit suggestions. Why are you getting more upset about it? And the reason is because she just wants to vent. They're both, it's blowing off steam and I'm sitting here trying to repair the gasket. Jordan, that might have worked 
if you'd waited till the air came out. Right. Yeah, exactly. You repair the gasket after the steam escapes. Exactly. Because remember, when somebody's on a roll and they've got to get that out, they're not listening to you. They're in a monologue. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of like she was just annoyed that I was interrupting mostly. Exactly. Because you're interrupting her role. She's got to get the poison out of her. Then once it's out of her, then she becomes a little healthier. And if you can do this properly a couple times, you're going to notice a pattern. First of all, the steam will be less. The crisis will be less because now you're not adding to the conflict. And if you stay calm and really listen to what she's saying, and sometimes women aren't that smart. You know, don't assume we know everything. Sometimes she'll say 50 things that have nothing to do with anything. And your job is to kind of listen to, was she really upset about the person at work today? And then I didn't, I was 20 minutes late to pick her up. What's really the problem here? You may have to do a little Sherlock Holmes there. Because you have to decide what's really the issue. Because us guys, we can spend a long time being like, I'm sorry, I was late for to pick the kids up from soccer practice. Meanwhile, you think you've straightened that out. And she's like, that wasn't even the point. That's what's so hard because sometimes, see, a woman's mind is in so many directions. You don't know what she's really upset about. When it all is said and done, the way to make anything good at the end is to tell her in words, look her straight in the eye. And if you can touch her, if she's not hostile at that point. You don't want to get bitten, right? No, exactly. You know, say, I love you. You're important to me. Your feelings are important to me. I would never do anything to hurt you. I am so sorry I was late. I was trying to finish some business so that we can have a better life. And I will be very much on that. But you've got to know that doesn't mean I'm not thinking about you or you're not important or the kids aren't important. You've got to know that. And I will work on that. Do do you understand that I'm doing this for you? And then you may have to come with your counterpoint. And say to her, you know, I want to do this and this and this, but when I do this, you do that. I think we spoke about this once before, putting it on the table, that technique. Sometimes when couples are having a fight, what's happening is neither one wants to be made bad. And both are pretty much stubborn in their position. So a really good thing is to put the issue on the table. Okay, how are we going to do this with picking up the kids? I mean, I work, sometimes they call me late. I'm in the middle of a meeting. I can't just run out. It's our client. It's a big client. You're still doing whatever. What do you think we can do? And you kind of brainstorm and then you become a team. You don't become adversarial. Sometimes if you take it away from I'm right and and that person thinks they're right, if you put the problem in the center of the table and say, this is our issue, what do you think? Now you've opened it up to creative discussion and dialogue. A lot of this conflict can be avoided by listening, tuning into what she's saying, especially if we think she's just rambling. Because I used to think that too, right? Like, ah, she's just going to repeat herself again. This isn't constructive. (laughs) We're not moving towards a solution here. Well, we do take 45 minutes to make one statement. I'm kind of the same way, though, so I get it. Uh, You know, and I remember um, really struggling. If you've had to work on camera, you know you have to do sound bites. So you may have two minutes on camera, like on a TV show, and you've got to say everything in great, clear, short, sharp sentences. And I try and remind myself when I'm talking to men that they don't want all the frills. They don't want to know what the sky was like. They don't want to know what dress I was wearing, how I was feeling. They want to know this, this, and this happened. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. And we're not very good at that because part of telling the story is we want to set up the scenery and we want to style the stage and we want you to feel all the emotions. And that's where you guys start to zone out. The thing is that all women reveal their hot buttons in everyday conversation. And if you start to listen, you can hear the patterns. Again, 
if people irritate her, if life is not fair, if uh, so-and-so bothers her. Why does so-and-so bother her? You can start to read through the lines. It's not your job as a man to create her mental health. That is an inside job that only we can do. And don't ever let a woman tell you that it's your responsibility. But I do feel that if you're the guy that put the dent in the car, meaning her emotional state, Mm -hmm. you're the best one to take it out. And I've had guys make a lot of mistakes with me. And I'll say to them, you put the dent in here. Now you're putting all the blame on me to take it out. But you got to help me take it out because you're the one that did this. So it's it takes some honest dialogue if you can do it. Not soul searching, but almost kind of like you got to dig. You've got to play Sherlock Holmes. You've got to tune in. I'm the same way. I mean, anybody who listens to the show knows I take 45 minutes to make a point. But, but they're very good points, Jordan. I, and they're interesting along the way, I got to tell you. I appreciate it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. But yeah, I think there's also a learning curve, right? So you can learn what situations affect and upset her in day-to-day life and sort of be prepared for it. Well, one, help her avoid those things, which she will notice and love you for. Even making it possible for her to vent, she might just need to. She might be going through a lot of stress at work, and then something else happens and she goes crazy. She just needs to vent. It doesn't matter what it's about or that it's stupid. Yeah, and unfortunately, we look at you like the person we should vent on because you're our partner. I'm so sorry, guys, but that's part of the the role, I guess. And we expect you to listen. And, And at the end of the day, every human being wants to feel appreciated and valued and loved. That's it. So if you're hunting through the you know, barrage of words and sentences and multiple stories she's telling you. Remember, there are only a couple key things. We want to feel appreciated. We want to feel worthy. We want to feel respected. We want to feel loved. And anything that you can say that says you're an amazing person, I love you. I see all these great qualities in you and we'll work this out. Let's let's get a game plan and, and figure this one out. You know, how can you position yourself to feel better when this girl does this at work? Because that's not you. Guys can be our greatest heroes and they can be our greatest support system. I mean, because at the end of all of our mishmash of conversation, you guys are clear. So the girl at work is bothering you. So she's a bully. Yeah. Then you make our rambling clear. So we need you. That actually we sort of serve a clarifying purpose. Exactly. Like a filter. And so, again, about the listen to what she's saying and listen to and letting her expire for that meltdown phase. But another thing to never be made wrong for something that is not your fault. And if you have impeccable behavior as a man, you're not sleeping with her sister. You're not lying to her and you're in San Diego, you know, doing something and told her you were working. If your behavior is impeccable, you've got no reason to justify yourself. Because if you accept that, 
you're sort of setting the rules for that and it becomes he takes that and he allows that. So now I'm going to continue that way. No woman has the right to beat you up repeatedly. You do not beat a bad dog. I mean, you don't. That 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 doesn't even work in dog training. In dog training, the way to really uh, get your dog's attention and really make it a point is to ignore them. I mean, that's more disastrous to the dog's feelings. I so fear that oftentimes women just beat men for no reason at all just because there's something wrong inside them or they want to feel better about themselves by putting the guy down. And it's, quite frankly, it's really easy with men. I mean, I have another saying, but guys do like 20 things wrong every day. We've got any number of excuses to get rid of them, but we love you, so we don't. But guys tend to not be so sensitive or so aware, and they tend to be more self-oriented and not think things through about how they'll emotionally impact us. Women are always other-directed. See, if there's a wedding and we're making a list, we don't want Aunt Rita to come, but we're so afraid not to invite her because it'll hurt her feelings. Guys are just like, no, we don't want her there. Uh, I don't like that guy. He's getting fired. You're able to do that. And so we're very aware of how everything we do impacts other people. So we're really offended when you do something that you don't think of the impact to us or to the family. That's a cardinal rule of being a woman. So those are things that are going to get you in trouble from time to time. As guys, we never even really try to think about this stuff because it doesn't really cross our radar. No, you can't. And, and don't feel badly. You're biologically programmed to be that way. The things we hate you for are the things you were designed to do. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to kill and protect and procreate. We hate you for all those things. You know, we don't like the fact that you always want to have sex and with multiple people. We don't like the fact that you can easily fire people and that you can just, you know, do what you have to do. But that's what guys do. We need that. That you're the balancing force for us, but you're going to get beaten up by a woman because of those things. And maybe sometimes you have to remind her that the basic part of being a male is to do the things that women don't do. Evolutionarily, there were probably guys that were really in tune to all this stuff and they went crazy and killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, imagine if the guy's out to kill the woolly mammoth for food and he gets caught up looking at the daisies and looking at the sky and then thinks, oh, well, maybe it has a baby. I can't kill it. I mean, that would be a woman's training. And so that would be disastrous to the species. Definitely. I can see that. And for sure, there's probably plenty to be said for paying attention to this sort of thing as a man, but then kind of observing it, and not getting caught up in it. Honestly, and a lot of people are going to go, no, some women like sensitivity. But I think, honestly, there's a difference between sort of observing it, letting it go versus getting caught up in it. And I think a lot of guys who who think, no, I'm really engaged with all this stuff and I feel really connected to my partner. I think if we had absolute truth coming from the female side of that relationship, we might hear, well, it's nice that he engages sometimes, but other times I just need him to man up. That is so true. Again, this is something that's even more pivotal in this time period, Jordan, now that women are working and now that women are really about their careers. You know, we've had to do most of the things that 50 years ago we counted upon a man to do or we weren't even allowed to do. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I remember watching black and white TV, Walter Cronkite, the first day in history. It was national news when a woman got a credit card in her own, not her husband's name. That's been in my lifetime. The things that most of what I want and most of my girlfriends want, sometimes we just want to lean back, really want to lean back. We don't want to castrate you. We shouldn't want to. We don't want to emasculate you. We want you to be a man. We don't want you to micromanage us or control us or tell us what to do and what we can't do. But we oftentimes are so overwhelmed with having to be a man that we never wanted to be. Sometimes we just want to lean back and you say, you know what? I'm going to deal with that guy with the insurance company. Honey, you go, you take care of the kids. We're just like, 
oh, thank you, God, he's doing the guy thing. It's so important. It lets you be a man, and we really need you to be a man. Gender roles have changed, but it's resulted more in confusion for everybody versus really being like, all right, this equality thing is great. I mean, that's great that women are getting equal pay in the workplace or it's approaching that and whatnot, but it doesn't mean that our biology has changed. And no, we can't take everything away from you that makes you the partner that's our perfect counterbalance. We need that. I know that there are certain times when I was building this house back in, I built it in New Jersey in 91. And if I had a problem with the contractor, I'd walk into the sales office. Nobody would acknowledge me and I'm not going to be screaming, but a man would walk in six foot two and they would jump to attention. And he would have the smallest, most ridiculous thing that could have been worked out face to face with his contractor. And they all leapt because he's the male animal. And there are times that no matter how clever I am, no matter how good my legal team, I'm a woman. It doesn't have the same impact. Sometimes your woman's being bullied around or pushed around by somebody and there's nothing like a guy who's standing by her side that changes the entire template of what's going on. And we need you for that. We need you to be a guy. It's interesting because a lot of guys feel like they don't have permission to do that. Oof, but see, when, when the woman starts telling them not to do that, eventually she's going to get bored with them because they're no longer an alpha male. It's almost like this constant tension between women slash society telling us not to do this, not to do that, don't do this, don't do that. But then when we conform, we fail and lose. Jordan, I'm not going to say it's easy. We live in a very complicated time period. Women at the end of the day want an alpha male. They don't want an alpha male that bosses them around and controls them, but they want an alpha male that can step up to the plate when they have completely exhausted their resources. It is sometimes nice to turn around and say, honey, I am so frustrated. This guy at the auto parts shop, he is just confusing me. And for the guy to say in very calm tones, I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. I'll handle that. He doesn't have to go, and I'm going to get him and he better listen to me. We don't need that. We just need you to say, I'm going to take care of it. And suddenly we can just melt and be female again. That's a beautiful feeling. So what about honesty in relationships to sort of turn the page a little bit? You talked earlier about setting expectations, you know, becoming very transparent when it comes to things in the beginning, you setting up your boyfriend bill of rights and that kind of thing. Honesty is obviously the best policy, but how do we sort of create that impeccable behavior from the beginning? Well, the most important thing is you've got to know yourself and know what you want when you enter a relationship. So to be honest, you're going to avoid a lot of conflict. And your out is that if the girl ever protests, you say, look, at, I explained this to you in the beginning. I've never lied to you. So let's say you just want a hookup or you're just casually dating. You need to be very forthcoming about that. And you can't be greedy. Let a couple girls go. They're not signed up for it. There'll be somebody who wants what you want. But the only time we get completely crazy with men, justifiably crazy, is when you promised us one thing and then you don't give it to us. Don't make us out to be your girlfriend and this is it and you're in love and all you wanted to do is get in our pants. We're going to get angry and rightly so. So avoid that conflict altogether. Know what you want out of a relationship. Let's say you want a relationship. You can say to the woman as you're meeting her, my goal is to find a great relationship. My eventual goal is to possibly get married, live with a girl, and, you know, and I'm looking for either the future mother of my children, or I'm looking for a long-term relationship, or I'm looking for a serious relationship. You use words that she understands. That doesn't mean that she's the one. It means that's what you're looking for. So if you tell us where you're at and what you intend, most of the garbage that you go through is not going to happen. Most of this, Jordan, is because people haven't been talking about where they're at, who they are, and what they want. 
That's a great point. Most people are kind of hiding the ball for fear that, oh, if I say that, she might not like that, and then I won't be able to get her. But it should be the other way around. It should be a screening process whereby you say, this is what I want, this is what else I want. Oh, that doesn't fit with you? Okay, then we don't mesh. I have no problem in cutting it off at the first date, second date, third week. Free time, didn't waste any time, they don't want what I want, that's fine. It's so, so disheartening for a woman and really kills our soul when a guy has just taken us on a loop. It's kind of like being an intern. I thought about this today. Ah, interesting. You know, it's like being an intern. You're doing all the work in the relationship and you don't even know if you're going to get the position. So now Nowadays, with modern dating, the woman's giving you sex, she's giving you her heart, she's giving you emotion, she's in a group of maybe several other women, or you're undecided. What a horrible position to be in. No wonder she's getting crazy. The setup is crazy. It would make any woman crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, there's too much uncertainty. Relationships will always be trial and error. It's a testing each other out. Any rational person could not hold it against you if you tested it out, gave it a good shot, and you realized it wasn't going to work for you. But that's all you can do. And everybody knows that. And if they forget, you just remind them. But that way, if you've stated what you want and what you're looking to create, if she's not matching that and you're seeing in your day-to-day activities with her that she's not that girl, you're not in wrong order. You're in right order. You have every right to go back to your original agreement and say, look, I was looking for this, this, and this. Seems like you still want a date. Or I'm looking for this, this, and this. Or I'm looking to have a casual, fun relationship. It seems like you really want a relationship. We're not going to be right together. And just get out. Don't waste your time. Nailed it. And you got some great advice from your dad I'd love to share with the audience before we go. Okay. He said, know yourself, know your truth, and live it. That's pretty deep, and I think it's great. Explain what he meant by that. My father actually never told me anything. That's my take on if he could have told me. Oh, okay. So he wasn't like this prolific deep dude. Okay, No, my father was the most humble, understated guy. He was so massively powerful. He made decisions that, you know, affected world commerce and just, you'd never know it. The most natural, fun, generous, kind, unassuming man. I learned from his example. I mean, the humility that that man had, the power that he had, and the correct use of power. And I think I kind of learned this from one of my players. My very first hardcore player kind of said, Susan, live the truth of who you are and live like you know who you are, because I know who you are. So live like you know it. But I think if we know ourselves and we know the truth of what we are and we live it, we'll always be fine. Nobody can come back and say, hey, wait, you postured like this, but you're really that. We don't have to be 100% uh, you know, perfect. There's no perfect person and we're all evolving and we're all able to change our mind as we go along and adjust this. But if I know I'm a relationship girl, that's the first thing I'm going to tell a guy. I'm a relationship girl. If you don't want that, I'm not the girl for you. Because it's not going to be good for me and it's not going to be good for you. You know, because I just don't need all the drama. And the guy doesn't need drama from me. And you don't want to change your values to mesh anyone's lesser values or even just different values around you. No, I don't care. (laughs) I, You know, that's one of the great joys of life to me. I've come to a very simple philosophy of life. It's my life to live in the way that I see fit. And I do some things very conservatively, and in other ways, I'm completely non-traditional. You know, 25 years with much younger men. But whatever it is, I'm completely honest about it. I don't make any excuses for it. I did years ago. Now I don't. I live the truth, and I speak my truth of who I am. 
So unfortunately, Jordan, I am not mysterious. I'm not that mysterious seductress kind of girl that draws everybody in and makes men crazy. I'm a very honest, open person, and only a certain kind of guy will like it. But I want the guy that likes it, that guy. You're kind of immune to games at that point. Yeah, I'm kind of a niche market. You know, it's like that one little weird trinket up on the shelf and you got to love it. But the ones that love it, that's what they want. So I'm not here to cast a wide net. I'm here to be very selective. And I'm here to portray that that in my thought, my words, my deeds, my actions, I'm the same person. So, I, I mean, another sign of mental health is that what you think, what you say and what you do are all in alignment. You can't be thinking one thing, saying another thing, and doing another thing. Then you're just posturing some personality that you think is, you know, in vogue. And I don't, I just don't do that. You're having a relationship with yourself while you're having a relationship with her. And it should be a relationship that you want, that makes you happy, that you like. And if you want to wear blue socks and she doesn't want you to wear blue socks, you got to think about this. Don't take the blame for what's not your fault, even if blue socks are your fault. Yeah, Don't take exactly. the blame for everything else. If a woman's reactive and you feel like you're walking on eggshells and she's just making you bad and wrong and she's one of those people then who it's never her. You've got to have a mate that is able to say, you know, you're right. I'm really sorry about that. You've got to have a mate that says, I didn't know or I didn't see it or I didn't realize and I'm sorry. You've got to have a mate that goes, you know, I hate to say it, but I think I'm a little controlling. And then it's all out on the table. Then the humor starts. Absolutely my experience as well. And then, of course, know your truth and live by a code that's clean and you'll never have to defend yourself. So if you start with honesty and you continue to practice that throughout the relationship, there's never going to be any nasty surprises that cause major conflict. Even if you are a world-class player and that's your thing, you are Mr. Casanova, your goal in life is to sleep with 9,000 women or something. If you say that up front, it's like, remember when they'd have those signs at the beach, swim at your own risk? You told her. Then if she goes, but I wanted a relationship, but I thought we were, you say, I told you what I was. I've never lied to you. This is who I am. So you've got to, you know, don't just walk into a relationship and do what she wants you to do. It's not going to be your relationship. I see these guys, they're so henpecked and my wife won't let me do this. My girl won't let me go to the gym and it'll last for a while. But you know what? You're never really going to be happy because in a really healthy relationship, you should be able to be yourself. Then you're going to feel real love. You, we can't love somebody that loves us conditionally. They love us when we wear this. They love us when we act like that. That's not love. That's not love at all. So we only feel loved when we're able to be ourselves and we're okay with that person. So look for the person that thinks you're okay. They want what you want. They live by your values and by your guidelines and they're a good mesh with that. Excellent. Thanks so much, SusanWinter.net. We're, of course, going to have that linked up in the show notes as well as uh, your Facebook profile so people can link up with you and bug you with all kinds of crap. <laughs> Jordan, I adore talking to you. Really, I just think you're doing such a great job for guys. Thank you so much. Because every guy you get on track is one we don't have to get crazy around. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point. All right. Thank you so much, Jordan. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger, host of the Art of Charm podcast, the number one dating and relationship advice podcast in iTunes. I'm Emily Morris, host of the Sex with Emily podcast, the number one sex and relationship podcast on iTunes and at sexwithemily.com. And this is just the tip. You know, something that uh, I never thought that I would be a fan of that 
you know, cropped up a little bit lately is dirty talk. You know, and it's funny because every guy's like, I totally do that. Or they're like, I'd never do that. But I feel like you change, you can fall right into this and sometimes it can be pretty awesome. Exactly. I think that couples, you know, you're right. It's not for everyone, but the couples who do get into it, I think can really be that extra spice that a relationship needs. And also the brain is our largest sex organ, Mm -hmm. truly, especially for women. We want to hear words. We do want to be turned on. I mean, they might, in dirty talk, a great way to start, I always say is describe a situation, describe it as happening. So you feel so great right now or I love the way I feel inside you. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you don't have to get into like the hardcore whatever, but you can just start by, you know, describing what's happening in the moment. Right. It doesn't have to be like disgusting. No. Right. Or explaining what you'd like to do. Like, I can't wait to get home tonight and take your clothes off. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Maybe that's like starting, a starting point, but just describe the things that you're thinking. Yeah. Except can, for those other things that you're thinking. Right. Except for don't, <laughs> don't ever share your true feelings. Right. Probably. Just like, I can't wait to see you later. You looked so hot when you right. left this morning. Like, it just can start in small ways. Right, exactly. Okay, so cool. And how do you test the waters for this? Like maybe whisper something in her ear like, hey, I can't wait to get you home later and then see if she's like, ooh, that's hot or if she's like, mind your manners. Exactly. Man. And then right. if she does that, yeah, she might not be, she might not be, uh, she might, she might not, not be the candidate for it. For but you know, I also know people who sext all the time and they're like, oh yeah, I sent this girl a really hot text and she was like, didn't respond or she was yeah. like, smiley face. He's like, there I knew. I was like, shut down. <laughs> Winky. Like, Here's Wink, a- you're not contributing to the sex? I guess this isn't going to happen. Right. So you got to test it out first. Here's a picture of my dick. Winky face. Right. That's right. so funny. Or she deletes your number. Right. right. Quote unquote, loses your number. Right. If you guys want to learn more from The Art of Charm about dating, relationships, and even networking for business, visit us at theartofcharmpodcast.com or check us out in iTunes and follow me on Twitter at The Art of Charm. And check out the Sex with Emily podcast at sexwithemily.com and on iTunes if you want to have the best sex of your life, that is. Also, follow me on Twitter at sexwithemily. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week. Go out there and get social and leave everything better than you found it.